Hello and welcome to Call Liquidity AMA. Today we're going to talk about the potential next wave of innovation in crypto. So I was looking for the next technological base, the next platform that could, could be used to create a lot of new projects in crypto, uh, which could be profoundly transformative, something which is more than just a regular Uniswap form, you know? And uh, I was looking at ZK Starks, uh, or zero knowledge proofs in general. So the ZK Starks are an implementation of the zero knowledge proof technology. Now you might have heard about this already. And this is because this technology is already working. Uh, right now, uh, one of the providers of this technology, one of the builders of this technology, a company called Starkware, uh, they have already released uh, their uh, mainnet on, uh, I think it was actually in 2000. 2020 actually it's in june 2020 that's when they started their mainnet and um, right now uh, companies like uh, dydx the exchange that you probably know it's a derivatives exchange a decentralized derivatives exchange mind you it's much, it's much harder to implement a derivatives exchange uh, on blockchain and i know what i'm talking about because i haven't implemented a derivatives exchange uh in a regular way like in a centralized way so i know uh, about the difficulties in implementing this. So DYDX works uh, on StarkX uh, and StarkX by itself works on uh, StarkNet. And StarkNet is a product, is, it's, a, it's a main net of Starkware company. So DYDX uses StarkX. Uh, what else? Uh, Diversify uses StarkX as well for spot trading. Uh, this is an exchange, uh, Sorare. Sorara is an NFT game, and they're using StarkX also in order to save gas on minting the NFTs. Because Sorara is a fantasy football game, and they have to mint a lot of cards for new players. And uh, they wanted to save on gas, and they did it using the StarkX. So uh, quite a few companies, quite a few well-known companies already use StarkX as their technological base. Um, but besides that, I feel like uh, most people are just sleeping on this innovation. And uh, I decided to take a look uh, deeper, like uh, what actually, uh, what, what could be other potential use cases besides trading and besides minting the NFTs. Because theoretically trading and minting the NFTs, it's, it's already possible on blockchain. Uh, and you also have this uh, centralized solutions, I mean, for derivatives trading. Obviously, for minting NFTs, you have to do it on chain. Uh, but anyway, I was thinking whether it's possible to use those uh, zero knowledge proofs uh, to implement some more transformative technology, something which, uh, which would have more impact on society. And uh, I feel like, yes, it's possible to do this. So uh, first of all, let me tell you about how the zero knowledge proofs work on a very basic level. It's going to be a very simple explanation. Uh, and uh, then you will be able to understand uh, the potential applications of this. So, uh, oh, and by the way, lots of programmers are excited about this. Vitalik Buterin himself had been uh, on record saying that this is a great innovation and uh, this is absolutely necessary right now. Uh, but uh, he was saying this in the context of scaling. And right now we're going to explore other use cases besides scaling. So, first of all, about the zero-knowledge proofs. Um, zero-knowledge proof allows the person to prove that he knows a specific information 
which corresponds to a public function and to another public output. Uh, this sounds confusing, so let me break it down. Uh, first of all, imagine that there is a public output, just a number, some number. Uh, and this is public. Uh, you can think about its examples are public uh, public keys, for example, because, uh, well, you, you would see it as a string of characters, but actually the public keys are just numbers. It's just uh, they are represented in hexadecimal. So these are numbers, actually. Or, for example, it's a number of, uh, of the current years of balance, for example. That's how the YDX uses it. And uh, lots of other things could be represented by numbers. Now, that's an output, some public number which is known. Let's say also there is a public function. Uh, and saying public, I mean that this function is also known. Uh, when I say function, I mean a series of operations, sequence of operations, which transform the input into the output. Uh, it's like, uh, you can imagine it as a factory. Uh, and some input goes in, and this input is also a number. And uh, after multiple transformations, output goes out. This, that's output. Uh, it's also a number. Uh, but in the general case, it, it's not equal to your input. It's, it's a different number. But this different number has been uh, calculated according to those, those specific rules. And those specific rules are the function. That's, that, that's the function, a set of rules, like uh, a list of rules uh, applied in a sequence to input in order to produce output. Okay, now that you understand the, the, the function is, uh, I'll give you some, some examples. For example, the hashing function, uh, SHA256, that's used in Bitcoin. Um, so you give it an input, uh, and that's a block data, a list of transactions and some technical uh, data about the current block. So um, this uh, information can be used to produce the output. And... Uh, uh, but the uh, zero-knowledge proof allows the person to prove that for, for a given public output and a given public function, this person knows the input. So this person knows the source. This person knows the original number, the origin. This person knows um, the, the input which was necessary to produce such output. Now, in the case of irreversible functions, it is mathematically, uh, well, not impossible, but very hard to calculate it back. For example, if you have an output and you have a specific function, uh, in the general case, it is not possible to calculate the input. I mean, very hard. When I say impossible, I'm, I mean very hard. And uh, that's how the hash functions works. And that's, that's why cryptography works in general, because if there were no such one-way functions, cryptography would not work at all. Like it would be possible to just reverse back your private key from the public key, from, the, from your address. But it's not possible, or rather it's very, very hard. It takes a lot of computational effort. So that's, that's, how, that's why it works. But think about this. Uh, the person knows some input, and the person can use this input in order to produce the output quite fast. Because the, this function, this function is, uh, is, is applied in the same direction it's written in. So it's possible to produce the output. It's easy to produce the output. Um, but we do not know whether the person, if, if, if some person gives us this public function and a public output, we do not know whether this person actually knows the input. Uh, for example, let's say I give you your own public key. 
and I give you the function from the Ethereum code which produces this public key, uh, your address. So this does not prove that I have your private key, right? You have your private key. I just saw your address on the blockchain, on the blockchain explorer. So if I know the uh, public key, if I know your address, uh, it does not mean that I know the private key. In most cases, I don't. Uh, but zero knowledge proofs allow me to prove that I actually do, that I actually possess this. Now, uh, for this specific example of the private and public key pair, I can actually prove it in a different way. I can just sign a message on a private key. Yeah, if I have this private key, your private key, I can just sign a message and uh, then you will be able to verify. Uh, but zero knowledge proofs uh, allow to do this uh, for any situation, uh, for any polynomial, mathematically speaking, but uh, that means not only for the public and private keys, not only in this case. So this allows us to have different use cases. For example, uh, let's say you have an arbitration system, a law system, a court. And let's say the court decides to convict a person, says to put the person into the prison. And uh, the court does this according to some information from the witness. And the witness does not want to share this information with the public because uh, let's say uh, th this information identifies the witness. And the uh, witness doesn't want uh, the person who uh, that doesn't want other people to know that he was the, the witness that he provided this evidence. So in this case, it becomes necessary to prove that this information existed. It has been given um, without revealing this information. I know it sounds weird, but that's how the weird use cases, that's, that's how the weird, weird new technology comes into, uh, into our life. It all sounds weird until you understand it, until it actually clicks for you, just like blockchain. Until it actually clicked for you, you didn't understand blockchain, right? So same thing here. Uh, think about this again. Uh, let's say that the court wants to convict a person uh, and the court wants to make sure that uh, the public can verify this conviction. Like this, had been, this conviction has been done according to the laws, according to the rules. Uh, that's a public function, the rules. And uh, the output is the decision to convict a person. But the court doesn't want to disclose the information that was used in order to make this decision, in order to convict a person. Now, using zero knowledge proofs, the court can do this. Right now, this is not possible. And right now, there is no transparency in the court. So uh, if the court decides to convict a person, we do not know whether the court actually possessed the information that they needed to convict a person. And uh, so the law right now, it's not computational, it's, it's not functions, it's just words written on papers and they can be interpreted in many uh, different ways. And the judges do take their, their liberty to interpret it in different ways. And the lawyers exist specifically to persuade the judges, not to provide information, not to, uh, not to help the judge make the right decision, but to help the judge make the decision in favor of this specific lawyer. But the system is gameable, you know? Uh, just like with finance, if the government decides to print a lot of dollars, it's, they, they just game the same system that they created. And uh, with law, it's just like this. The government can game the law, and in, in most cases, uh, uh, if some government official wants to break the law, it doesn't even, he doesn't even need to 
it doesn't even this case doesn't even go to court. Uh, I I know about my country, for example, and <laughs> this is definitely the case in my country. So, um, with zero knowledge proofs, uh, we can implement a better system, a system which has public accountability, just like blockchain. Uh, miners in the blockchain, they are providers of the service and uh, we hold them accountable. The whole system holds them accountable. If they sign a block incorrectly, then any client uh, would be able to verify that this block has been signed incorrectly and the, the client will not trust this block. You know, the client will not trust the block uh, with the fraudulent transactions. And the uh, same thing can be done here. We we, we don't need, we won't need to trust the judges. We won't need to trust uh, those middlemen, but in law, not in finance, but in law. So zero knowledge proofs, they kind of like, they generalize the blockchain technology to a much wider array of use cases. Uh, but right now, because all of this is very counterintuitive and uh, uh, in order to write the applications which use the zero knowledge proofs, necessary to learn another programming language actually uh, so there's a lot of barriers here but the technology is already there and uh, what I'm saying that uh, I would say that it is necessary to pay attention to this what's happening in this space uh, in this particular subspace of crypto because it can be much much more than it currently is and right now there are not so many companies which are doing this uh, there's only four companies, uh, at least four companies listed on Starkware website, which are using this technology for their products. And they are using only for very narrow use cases, as I told you in the beginning, like only trading, NFTs, that's it. Um, let's see, let's see what happens. Uh, but me, for example, I will be on alert for the new use cases of zero knowledge proofs. And uh, I think the best way, the best strategy is not to try to foresee those use cases and not to aim for those use cases, but just to be open and uh, just to know about this technology, to know its potential, to know how it actually works so that you can distinguish between bullshit ideas and the ideas that could actually work. And uh, then when you see uh, a wave of innovation, a wave of companies, investable companies which are using this technology, then it could be a good idea to take a closer look at those companies. Okay, so hopefully this was helpful to you. Thank you and see you next time.